This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thursday's solo episode. I am recording this from our Airbnb, which happens to be in a condo building that we used to live in. So a few years ago, my husband was working in Victoria and I was done all my courses for school. So I packed up all my shit and I was like, yeah, I would like to live in Victoria too. So I worked from here doing school stuff. I'm still sick. Can you tell? I probably sound like a frog. Anyways, so we lived here for like a year and a half or two years and it was the most magical place in the world. I love it so much. I have never been one to be like, I don't get attached to apartments or places that I live. But when we left Victoria, I literally we drove down to the oceanfront and I just like cried on a bench like because I love it here. The food, the restaurants, the vibe, the people, the grocery stores, like everything is just right up my alley. I love it all. So the condo building that we lived in is right near the harbor. So that's where like it's really touristy in the summer. Um, but it's kind of nice because it keeps all these amazing restaurants open and all these little shops. So it's great. And like the fairies come in and I just love it so much. If And I feel like Victoria is a place in Canada that not a lot of people would think to visit because it's kind of hard to get here. It's not, you can't drive here from Vancouver. You have to get on a ferry or fly. Um, but if you can, like definitely make it out here. It's just so lovely. Um, I have realized that taking Milo places that I used to enjoy as a person that didn't have a child um, is a little bit difficult because you have these expectations that you're going to go and enjoy it in the same way that you did as a person that doesn't have a child. Um, and that's not the case because he is moody and he doesn't want to walk and he wants a snack and it's just like he doesn't really care you know about these things whereas I build up these expectations in my head like oh my god we're gonna go here and I loved going here so much I can't wait to bring Milo and then we get there and he like doesn't care and wants a happy meal you know what I mean so Anywho, we've had two moments since we've been in Victoria where he has had little meltdowns and um, I don't know. I don't know if traveling is just a lot for kids at that age and they need time to just chill because as adults, we're like, go, go, go 
nonstop. Um, but yeah, he, so this afternoon we dropped him off at the condo with, um, my mother-in-law and they played and did their own stuff while my husband and I, uh, walked around downtown, went for lunch. <coughs> Sorry guys. At my favorite restaurant here, which is called Rebar. Um, anyways, that's, uh, that's where we're at for travels. So Yes, I still have a cough. Um, Milo has had some meltdowns. I feel like when people travel, because I am a consumer of social media to some extent, I feel like you see people traveling and you're like, oh my God, like their trip looks so perfect with their children. Um, Because, and like fair enough, like it's hard to capture, for example, yesterday when Milo was having his major meltdown in the condo um, for like, a half hour. It's not like I was taking out my phone to capture the moment. Um, but at least I try and talk about it because oftentimes people don't even share about those things. And then, so you're like, does everybody else 100% enjoy their vacations and their trips with their young kids? And we don't like, are my kids the only ones that are having meltdowns and are not happy when you're taking them on these like gorgeous trips? Um, so no, I'm pretty sure it's every child that has difficulties with travel and so yeah, but anywho, um, I met some people who follow me on social media or who listen to the podcast and that's always so exciting, especially when I feel like lots of people, um, listen or follow me if they're in the Toronto area, um, but yeah, it's exciting when you like go across the country one girl, um, she stopped next to us at a red light and she like rolled down her window and she was like, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh my God, stop. Um, so my husband thinks I'm famous. He always calls people like, oh, you're fans. And I'm like, oh my God, shut up. But it's fun. Um, actually one time somebody recognized my husband. He was on his like lunch hour at work and he went to winners, which is like a TJ Maxx in Canada. And someone was like, (coughs) somebody stopped him and was like, are you uh, like the mom room's husband? Like not to be creepy. And my husband's like, Oh my God. Um, So he gets it too. So that's exciting for him. Um, Yeah. Something else I wanted to talk about my stupid ass cough. Um, Really annoying especially post pandemic and COVID because you feel like you can't have a cough. Um, So many people probably have chronic coughs. Like if you have allergy problems and you have post nasal drip, um, which Milo does a lot. I don't know if he has allergies yet, but he often has a post nasal drip cough. So yeah, like my husband's like, yeah, let's go for dinner. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, first of all, I start coughing when I talk. So unless you want to sit there in silence, um, I don't really want to. And people are going to look at me like I'm crazy for going to sit at a restaurant or a bar and just like hacking my face off. So today I think I'm a little bit better. Knock on wood, like seriously. So we are going to try and go for dinner and then go to the comedy show that my husband bought tickets to. So fingers crossed. Um, I was like, did we get seats that are on the aisle 
of the walkway because if I feel like I'm going to have a coughing attack, like I need to exit the building immediately because how uncomfortable is it to cough in public? Especially if it's not just like, you know, a one-off cough here and there, which is what I have all day. That's fine. But it's like the aggressive, like, I have a coughing problem. Um, It's just very uncomfortable. So I have been surviving on Buckley's, which is disgusting. Um, I don't think they have Buckley's in the U.S. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian cough syrup um look it up before like a few years ago they did this challenge it was like the Buckley's challenge where you had to take Buckley's and keep a straight face like it tastes like you're drinking I can't even describe it it's just so intense but anyways it freaking works um so I've been surviving on Buckley's been taking NyQuil at night going to bed early it's been up and down and I've had this before And there's nothing that anybody can do about it. Like I've been to the doctor. I do have a puffer, which helps when I get like the coughing attacks. It like dilates your, oh my God, I forget. My husband told me it dilates my like lungs or something like that. So that can give relief. Um, The puffer, I think it's Ventolin. Buckley's, Halls, drinking a hot peppermint tea. But yeah, it's... um, Sinus infections are mostly viral. They're not bacterial. So oftentimes people go to the doctor and demand antibiotic antibiotics and they'll give them out because like, I don't know why they do though, because I've done so much research on sinus infections because I get them chronically whenever Milo brings home a little cold. Um, and like 80 or 90% of sinus infections are viral, meaning antibiotics. Anti, why do I keep saying it like that? Antibiotics. Like what the hell? Anyways, antibiotics are not going to do anything for a viral infection. So what would happen is I would get a sinus infection, go ask for antibiotics. They would give them to me and then nothing would happen. Like it wouldn't get better and I would just have a sinus infection for weeks. <clears throat> so... I stopped going to ask for antibiotics because I know it's pointless and it's not good to just keep taking antibiotics all the time. So now I just let it pass and suffer and medicate myself with nasal sprays and Buckley's and cough medicine and all the things. So that's that on that. Um, Let's get into the important topics though. I wanted to have a quick follow-up about labias um, because if you didn't listen to a few solo episodes ago, or maybe it was the last one, I think it might have been the last one, I had a little bit of a rant about labias. So long story short, I feel like as you get older, your inner, like there's outer labias and there's inner labias, and I feel like the inner ones get longer, and it's really annoying when... I'm walking around or even just like standing or sitting and they touch something like I don't want my inner labias to touch anything. Okay. Except for the outer labias. Like I want the outer ones to cover the inner ones up. So anyways, I've been noticing because I've been mindful of my labias lately, I have been noticing that 
throughout the month sometimes it's worse like it varies so I was thinking and I meant to do research before this episode but I've been sick so bear with me I'll do my research when I feel better I was wondering like do our hormones that fluctuate over the course of our cycle affect the labias right like because I feel like it's different throughout the cycle like sometimes it's really annoying and sometimes it's not and then that leads me to another topic which is the pubic hair topic because I put out a post on my stories saying like can we just work together as a group and make pubic hair something that's like fashionable that's almost like desired you know my husband and I both turn the big four zero next year and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. 
Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. And it's really funny because I was talking to my friend Kathy about microblading eyebrows And you know how everybody right now has like thick, thick, like bushy eyebrows. Um, And like a lot of people have gotten them microbladed, which is basically like tattooed on your face. And that is the trend. That's all the rave. But Caroline, who she's like a fashion photographer, my sister-in-law. So she's very like up on fashion trends and whatnot, was saying that the thin eyebrow is coming back like the thin ass little eyebrow so I'm like of course because Kathy was saying she wanted to get her eyebrows done and I was like well because it's freaking expensive to have them microbladed and I was like well you know maybe you won't have to because thin eyebrows are coming back in and she was like you're kidding me and I was like no they are And of course, that's the way that it would go, right? Because now that everybody and their dog has their eyebrows tattooed on them, these big, thick, bushy eyebrows, now the thin ones are coming back, right? It's great to be a woman. So I'm hoping that the trends can reverse with regard to pubic hair. Hear me out everybody like how many people have paid thousands of dollars to have um laser hair removal on their bikini line (coughs) a lot of people um how much money have people spent on what's it called brazilian waxing a lot of people electrolysis it's crazy so If that has been the trend for so long, like removing pubic hair, which is so incredibly annoying. And I'll just say right now, I'll go through each like method of hair removal. Okay. 
Number one, let's just say you get a razor and you shave. No. I don't know who has skin that is tough enough in that area to be able to shave with a razor, but I do not. I've probably shaved with a razor like a handful of times just because I was in like an absolute pinch, but I cannot do that. Like severe razor burn, even if it's like a fresh blade, like my skin will not have it. And it's weird because I don't get that on my armpits or my legs at all. But like bikini line, no way. Like red, bumpy, 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 like irritated. And honestly, that looks worse than just having hair. Like I would rather just have hair showing in my bathing suit than freaking razor bumps. Number two, waxing. I have gotten waxed multiple times. Um it's fine. Like, yeah, it's not the most comfortable, but it's super quick, very effective. But again, I find my skin for like the first day and a half about is all irritated. So if I was going on a trip or if I was doing that like last minute, I wouldn't be able to do it because I would be all irritated even after just waxing. Um, Something that not a lot of people do is called sugaring and it's similar to waxing but it's like they take it almost looks like a ball of like play-doh and they smush it into your skin and like rip the hair out using that and that is way 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 softer like less um, aggressive on your skin so if you can find a place that does sugaring I highly recommend that I used to go to a place in Ottawa. It was downtown. I can't remember the name now, but they did sugaring. Um, So yeah, I should look for a place in Toronto that does that because my skin is sensitive to waxing and I've gone to a million different places. It's not like I'm just going to someone who doesn't do it properly. Like I've been to a million places and my skin just does not like it. Um, So yeah, sugaring is good, but not a lot of people do it. Not a lot of people probably know about it. Um, what else? Okay. So what I do like all the time is just use, like you can buy even at just like the pharmacy, like Shoppers Drug Mart or Walgreens in the U S like an electric razor. Let's say that a man would use on their beard so that it's trimming the hair, but it's not going against the skin. So you still have like the tiny, tiny, like little stubbles, but it's better for me than using a razor and like going right against the skin because then I get all insanely irritated. So that's what I do. I just use one of those electric um, razor things and that's it. And if I have little like hair stubbles, so be it. Um, I am probably comparatively to other people, not a hairy person. Like I have light hair not down there like you can see it obviously it's like dark but I don't I probably don't have as much hair as most people would have so I find that is fine for me but it's not ideal like for example if somebody was going to be taking pictures of me in my bikini like I would want to get a wax or like get sugared but the point I'm trying to make is like why can't 
pubic hair just be a thing that we have that people just see and I know people talk about that for armpits and leg hair but like for me I don't care about shaving my armpits and my leg hair like it doesn't harm my skin you know so I don't care um pubic hair is a different story and it's uncomfortable when you try and shave and then you get razor burns so maybe there's people out there who absolutely hate shaving their legs and their armpits and they feel the same way about that as I do about the bikini line so like I feel yeah if that's how you feel about those things as well then maybe we should just like how much money is the hair removal industry worth like can you imagine what the hell like why oh my god I don't know I don't know I don't know what to say and like how do we make this change like how do we make this movement happen it's like we need somebody who is a style icon like we need like Haley Bieber to be photographed in a bikini with pubic hair hanging out and that's how we make a change so Haley if you're listening to the mom room podcast which maybe you are like maybe you're thinking about becoming a mom soon and you're tuning in you never know like weirder things have happened guys um yeah can you do that for us can you like not shave not wax not anything for several months and then wear a bikini and be photographed thank you thank you so anyways that's my rant about that and then it really irritates me like men don't really have to bother with their pubic hair if they don't want to like I wouldn't ever do anything I would maybe just like trim or like something like that just for my own preference um and comfort like just like trim here and there but like not much men don't have to the only reason I do anything is for when I have to wear a bathing suit so like why are women's bathing suits such that they like go right up next to literally like they just cover our labias? It's literally just like they should call it a labia suit. But men, oh, just throw on a pair of shorts. Like, where did this come from? Like, who decided what bathing suits were for women versus men? I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, I could talk about that forever. I clearly, I need to look up, oh yes, I wanted to look up the evolution of pubic hair. Like, why do we even have it in the first place? Let me, I'm going to do a quick Google one second. Well, here we have it. Weiss, I don't know who Weiss is. He's probably some historian or something. He speculates that one of the main reasons that human beings uniquely meaning other species don't have this, I guess. One Okay, so one of the main reasons that human beings uniquely evolved a thick bush of wiry hair around their genital regions is its visual signaling of sexual maturation. Um, it also likely serves as a primitive odor trap and aids in the wafting of human pheromones. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, so that's interesting. And I was going to say, actually, I find it. OK, so let's say 
pubic hair is a little bit long. I find if I totally remove it, it feels a little bit weird and it's like uncomfortable. And I think it's that whole like labia thing. It's like it's protecting my insides from touching my underwear and like rubbing. Um, so anyways, that's just, that's my thoughts about it. I do find it odd when I remove it all for the first few days. Like it takes some getting used to. Um, I feel like a lot of people probably assume that pubic hair is there to protect like dirt and stuff from going inside but that doesn't really make sense because that wouldn't be for men like that wouldn't be the case so maybe this Weiss guy is on to something anyway so that's that on that um the last thing I wanted to explain is the pad toot um this is a thing and I don't know why I've never brought it up before but I noticed it the other day probably because I never wear pads like ever but the last couple periods I've had I like um what's it called spot like really really faintly like the last day or so so I've just been like throwing on a pad instead of um wearing a tampon so that's where this all came from speaking of periods by the way um I'm hoping to do in the fall, like September or October, an episode with an OBGYN all about periods. Like I'm so fascinated about periods and birth control and like what happens to your period after you have babies, Um, spotting, like what's irregular, like period pain, ovulation pain. Very interested in doing an episode on that topic. But anyways, so I'm sitting there and I have a pad on on the underwear and I toot and like I had just like I my husband was sitting beside me and I had to explain it to him like tooting with a pad on is so weird and he was like what are you talking about and I was like okay let me explain so when you toot with just underwear on Like the underwear is thin. It's made out of cotton. It's breathable. I think a breathable is the key word. So like you toot like and it just goes through the underwear. Like so you don't really feel anything. It's just like okay. When you're having like when you have a pad on and it's covering your bum and you're sitting down it's like this this is only relevant if or like applicable if you're sitting down because like your toot has nowhere to go okay it is not going through a pad at all so I was using my hands to try and explain it to my husband like here's a toot with just your underwear like it goes right through your underwear Um, here's a toot when you're wearing a pad on your underwear and it's like the pad like bounces off your body because your toot is pushing it away and your toot can't go through the pad. Like it's a really bizarre feeling and I don't like it. And sometimes it feels like the toot like goes like almost like back inside you. This is too much information, but people don't talk about this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, how do people wear pads regularly? So anyways, I put up a thing on my stories about pad toots 
and people were like losing their minds. But then I was like, what else should I talk about? And then someone made this comment and I, I wanted to go back to that story archive and see what people had said to talk about on this episode. But my freaking archives on my stories is not working. But I do remember one person put in <clears throat> um, about how if you have long hair and you take a shower, it like when you're rinsing your hair, the water, like your hair falls out of your head, obviously, and it gets stuck in your butt. And I was laughing so hard because this happens, I'm sure, to everybody unless you have short hair and have always had short hair. But like at the end of your shower, I always have to like see if there's hairs in my butt, like from my head, because think about how much hair you lose in the shower. And if it's just like sliding down your back, it just goes into your butt crack and sits there. So I'll end it on that because I'm losing my voice. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Stay tuned for more rebrand updates. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Renee Reno with the little underscore thingamabob. And of course, at the Mom Room Podcast. Super excited to um, rebrand the podcast. I think it's going to be so exciting and do more in-person interviews and get more video content out. So yeah, guys, uh, things are uh, things are getting pretty serious over here. So I'm going to uh, finish this peppermint tea and maybe have a glass of wine out on the balcony And I will see you guys on Tuesday or on the social medias. So everybody have a lovely evening. Um, And I hope your children sleep tonight and don't wake up at three in the morning like Milo did yesterday. Okay, bye-bye now. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.